Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Oftentimes when we're faced with many adversities and difficulties and situations and circumstances and apart even from what all of us are going through right now we all have our personal times of of testing and there's a tendency when uh, one finds himself going through a test we also are able to realize uh, if we are wise that we are uh, that we're in a place of judgment and so let me explain that that any time that you're going through a crisis and any time that you're that, that, that I'm going through a crisis, hallelujah, everybody around you, everybody associated with you are affected by the crisis that you're going through. Anybody that's connected to you, ultimately, if they love you and their care and concern for you, hallelujah, is, uh, is what it ought to be. There's a tendency for them to take on uh, some of the, the characteristic and the attributes of the crisis that you're going through. And you evaluate your friends by how they respond to you when you're going through a crisis. Anybody can be with you when things are well. But are they still there with you? Are they anchored and, and hooked on to you when you're going through a tough time? And so you evaluate people around you by how they react to you when things aren't going your way, when you're going through a tough time. So that means that you're not the only one in judgment, but people around you are also in judgment. And it's interesting in what we know about ourselves and what we think about ourselves and when we compare it to the scripture glory to God and we see what Jesus had to go through and we read about his his situation we begin to realize that the only constant among us when we're going through and when he was going through is Jesus and Jesus's judgment as we look through these scriptures, puts everybody else on judgment. Take Peter, for instance. If Jesus had not been incarcerated, had not been pulled into this situation where he is being judged, then Peter would have never been tested. Because in the earlier passage of scripture, hallelujah, Peter tells Jesus that he loves him so much that he'd be willing to die for him. And Jesus has to stop him almost in the middle of his sentence and say, be careful, man, because, hallelujah, in just a few days, you're going to deny me three times. Because Jesus is on judgment. Now, Peter is on judgment. Not Peter's not the only one on judgment. Herod is on judgment because Jesus is on judgment. And sometimes uh, the person that's doing the judging uh, is in, on judgment more than the person that's being judged. 
Isn't it funny that there are times when, when, when you're being judged, glory to God, that, that you're not the only one in judgment, but the person, glory to God, uh, hallelujah, that's, that, that's judging you is in judgment also. The United States and the world right now, glory to God, uh, is in a place of judgment. God is judging to see how well we're going to do, glory to God, when crisis comes our way. Are we going to fall apart or are we going to come together and hunker down and work toward this? And so because the United States, glory to God, is in judgment, then leadership is on judgment. But generally at the end of your judgment, you find out who's with you and who's against you. And I just wanted to let you know that God is allowing us to go through a crisis just so that we can find out, glory to God, hallelujah, who's with Jesus and who's not with Jesus. Who is going to come together, hallelujah, glory to God, and not count as strange when we fall into diverse temptations, but allow this to make us better. And not bitter, not fall apart. And so here Jesus is facing the greatest challenge of his earthly existence in that Calvary is before him. And because Calvary is before him, all the wheels are in motion. And the event of him ultimately going to Calvary, oh, oh my God, is, is right there in front of him. And he's faced, uh, glory to God, with being able, hallelujah, to have enough intestinal fortitude to go ahead and go through with the plan or try to get the plan aborted. Right. Jesus' victory, hallelujah, when we read here in the passages of scripture, it has already been won because the greatest struggle that Jesus faced was not when he was standing before the Sanhedrin court. That was not the greatest struggle for him. It wasn't in front of Pontius Pilate. It wasn't in front of Herod. Those were not, hallelujah, the milestones, the real, the real stumbling blocks for him. What was the stumbling block for him was the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's worth noting to realize that, that no matter how defined Jesus is, no matter how much God that he is, no matter how anointed he is uh, at this particular point, no matter, glory to God, uh, what miracles he has already wrought, uh, glory to God, the, what Jesus is faced with, uh, he's faced with it in the flesh and not in the spirit. And I'm learning that no matter how gifted you are, no matter how full of the Holy Ghost you are, no matter what title you have in front of your name or in back of your name, how much you say that you love Jesus, how fluently and eloquently you might speak in tongues, as long as you're in the flesh, you can expect to come under the attack of the enemy. That's why the Bible admonishes us not to put confidence in the flesh. And sometimes we don't realize how contrary we are, how carnal we are until we have an encounter and have to confront God face to face. 
And some of us can't even see how deep-rooted some wicked things are in us and how badly we want to do evil until we actually come face to face with the Lord. And it's in meeting God is where we're made to understand that we don't have to have the kind of power, glory to God, that is needed in this area and believe that it's going to be within ourselves. Because the power that we have within ourselves doesn't have the ability to really defeat the enemy. I realize that we have a strong will, glory to God, and I realize, glory to God, that, that that's important to have, but there are sometimes when you're under such severe attack, glory to God, that your will is not strong enough to overpower the will and the attack of the enemy, and that's when you need the power of God. And so maybe... Maybe you need an example, and so I'll use myself for an example. Okay? I find that even though I know it's right to do certain things that God asked me to do, there is always something seemingly on the inside of me that fights what it is that God wants to do. And I know intellectually that what God is saying that is right. But there's something still down on the inside of me that, that wants to be rebellious. That doesn't want to do what God wants me to do. And, and I would have really felt bad about this. Glory to God. I would have really felt bad with testifying to you that I have these kind of thoughts and these kind of feelings. Uh, that there was nothing good in me at all uh, until uh, I read this passage uh, and began to visit Gethsemane. Yes. And at Gethsemane, I saw Jesus struggle. He has committed already little things before the foundation of the world glory to God hallelujah he already knew what his mission was he had already come from behind hallelujah the throne of God and told God prepare me a body so that I can go down and redeem man from, from the sin of this world and yet the time has finally come and the salvation of the entire world mother hinges on the decision that Jesus is going to make. And it becomes important to me to know that, that Jesus is now in a battle with himself as to whether or not he is going to do what the master has asked him to do. And you see, I, I, I've lost several battles, not while in the battle, but rather in my mind before the battle ever took place. Because the issue is, 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 now is, can I defeat 
what I feel in my mind before I execute the action, glory to God, that my, that my mind is trying to get me to take, and then I'll end up feeling sorry for it later. You see, God doesn't disconnect me from my flesh. But he leaves my flesh intact. He puts his spirit down on the inside of me. Uh, hallelujah. And does his best to remind me that, what, that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And the spirit now begins to tell my flesh what it is that I should do. And he bases it on uh, what the scripture says. Uh, glory to God. Uh, and if I have read what the word of God says concerning me in this situation and I apply it to my life, then I will succeed. But I've learned just having the spirit and just having the word does not necessarily make my flesh acquiesce or, or give in and become subject, hallelujah, to the word of God, which enables me to say yes to the Lord. Because the devil doesn't want me to say yes. He wants me to be conflicted. He wants me to be at odds with the God that loves me and protects me. He wants me to be a son. Hallelujah. That's hard to get along with. So there are times when I'm battling in my mind the appropriate action to take. And now... If I win the battle in my mind, there's a certain action that I'm going to take, and the action that I take will ultimately bring God glory and really be a benefit to those that are around me. However, if I lose the battle in my mind, I'm already defeated on the way to my action that I'm going to be sorry for later. Let me put it this way. For some of you that are having a hard time trying to understand what I'm talking about. Listen, sir, let me just say this to you. You didn't lose the battle when you got into the wrong bed. You lost the battle when you picked up the phone and dialed the number and said, hey, baby, you lost it right there. You didn't lose the battle when you finally got to your favorite watering hole and asked the bartender to set you up. Glory to God. You lost the battle, glory to God, while you were still at home trying to decide whether or not I'm going to get in the car or not and ride over into the neighborhood because you wrestled with it in your mind. And when you lost the battle in your mind, the action just flowed according to the defeat of the mind. And then after you do that, I know that I got a witness, you catch yourself at the end of the thing wishing that you could reverse what it is that you just did, glory to God, if you could take back that particular course of action because you didn't see how far enough and you didn't realize the implications of that wrong decision. And then let me say this so I don't miss anybody. Isn't it interesting with the flesh that after it gets real strong, 
you know, after you have satisfied it and gratified it. And it'll have the nerve enough, the flesh will make you say, I'll never do that again. Let me get back to my text. In Gethsemane, in Gethsemane, as we read this, you see the agony of Jesus Christ. He's in great agony. There are other passages of scripture that says when he was praying, he was praying about this so hard until he was sweating. Sweat was dripping from him like drops of blood because he agonized over what he had allowed himself to say yes to. You notice how cool Jesus is. When the guys come, when the soldiers come, he is cool, as cool as the other side of the pillow. Peter cuts off a soldier's ear. Jesus is so cool that in the middle of all that, he picks the ear up and puts it back on the soldier. Cool, gets into uh, being, uh, being judged, if you will, being uh, uh, interrogated uh, by Caiaphas in the Sanhedrin. He never opens his mouth to defend himself. He is just cool when he goes in front of Pilate, when he goes in front of Herod. Hallelujah, he, he, he is cool. Because he's already, by the time he gets to them, it has already been settled in his mind. Because Gethsemane, and I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody is at the point of their own Gethsemane right now. And Gethsemane is the pivotal place, hallelujah, the place of demarcation. Uh, glory to God, uh, hallelujah, that, that, that this is going to be the turning point. We are either going to win from here or we're going to lose from here. And it's often in those quiet times that the thoughts begin to run real deep in your head or perhaps at the end of a work day and uh, you're deciding how to wind down, how to relax, how to entertain yourself, uh, that the enemy comes in and begins uh, to attack the mind, uh, glory to God, and takes you into a direction that you never anticipated, you never were, 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 were thinking about. And now all of a sudden you struggle with what's going to happen over the next few hours and I don't if I don't feed myself the things of God then I'm already defeated if I feed myself the things of God then I'm able to fortify my spirit and my mind so that when the enemy comes up against me in my mind I have the ability to put up a good fight and so Jesus is in the in the middle of his battle and he is struggling in the garden of Gethsemane and the reason I know that he is struggling because I know that he's already glory to God uh, decided that he would come down through 42 generations uh, he has already seen what the what's going to happen he knows the ending from the beginning uh, but when he gets to this point uh, he says uh, hallelujah if it be possible let this cup pass from me. 
But there's something about knowing the word of God and having the, the word of God really deep down on the inside that even when the flesh wants to come up against the spirit, the spirit of God will take over and say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And it's right there. The greatest challenge of the existence of Jesus Christ lies in that particular passage of Scripture. And it's even further compounded and magnified when you consider our existence is, is, is predicated on whether or not Jesus is victorious in his battle. If he wins the war in his mind, then we win. If he gives in to his flesh, we all lose. It, it's, it's not like he was just dying for himself. It, it's not like he was just trying to get out of trouble for himself. Uh, to come down off of the cross for himself. Uh, hallelujah. But if he doesn't, if he comes down off of the cross, uh, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, we all lose. And so let's bring that home because many times it's not only the responsibility of making the right decision for yourself. Oftentimes uh, it's important to make the right decision, glory to God, for those that are around you, those that are connected to you. Hallelujah. If you make the right decision, uh, those that are connected to you and around you uh, will be blessed by the decision uh, that you make. And the wrong decision, uh, glory to God, will adversely affect those around you and you can ultimately recurse the next generation. It's when the devil knows that you're strategically placed to be a blessing to yourself, to be a blessing to somebody else, that he comes at you in a greater way. I can't hear nobody. Hallelujah. You see, he wants to defeat us uh, because he knows, uh, glory to God, that if you go down, uh, hallelujah, if you go down, uh, he knows that if she goes down, uh, he knows if they, if, if you go down, they all go down. So when the enemy comes, you've got to allow God to arise in you uh, and tell the enemy uh, hallelujah I don't know who this is for this morning uh, but you got to tell the devil no not me uh, I'm not going for it uh, hallelujah I won't go down uh, because there's too many uh, that's depending on me so I'm not going for the okie doke I'm not going for the quick fix I'm not going for the easy way out my, my Bible tells me that those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and so I'm going to wait on God I'm not going to get in a hurry I'm not getting in front of him I'm going to stay right there and wait on the Lord I'm going to be like Joshua I'm going to say and stand up for my whole family and say as for me in my house, uh, we will serve the Lord. Uh, somebody ought to give God uh, a praise right there uh, and say, uh, as for me in my house, uh, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm not sure what it is that you're going through right now. 
So many of us, if not all of us, are going through something right now. But I want to tell you, whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that's threatening to keep you up at night, uh, hallelujah, it's a fight. Uh, hallelujah, and it's a fight that you can't afford to lose. Uh, hallelujah. You've got to win this uh, because, uh, glory to God, you've got others that are depending on you. You've got to win this because you're going to have an anointing that's going to come out on the other side that's going to be greater than the anointing that you have right now. you got to win this because uh, you're probably standing in the gap uh, for somebody else. Uh, hallelujah. You got to win this because you're a bridge uh, that many of your family members and associates, uh, they need to cross over. Uh, they need to see you win. Uh, they need to see you get in a good fight. Uh, they need to see you get knocked down but, but get back up. Uh, hallelujah. They need to see you. Uh, hallelujah. Say I won't give up. I won't give in. Uh, hallelujah. You've got to win this battle uh, by making the right decision uh, because people uh, are banking uh, on your decision. Uh, somebody give God a praise right there. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus was not only in a struggle for himself, but he was in struggle for the entire world. Uh, hallelujah. So consequently, uh, his flesh did not want to go. Uh, hallelujah. And so because his flesh didn't want to go, uh, there's a tremendous battle that takes place uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, hallelujah. He's faced uh, with doing his will, uh, which was to get out of it, or do God's will, uh, which was to go through it. Uh, and, and, and that makes me understand uh, the strength uh, of the will. Because the human will uh, did not want to subjugate itself uh, to the will of God. Uh, and so Jesus, uh, realizing uh, that his flesh uh, was rising up in him, uh, he didn't just stop with one prayer. Uh, the Bible said he prayed. Uh, he prayed, uh, hallelujah, until uh, he could feel the spirit man uh, moving up on the inside. Uh, he prayed uh, until his fleshly will became subject uh, to the will of God uh, so that he might be victorious in the season hallelujah that he was in uh, and I need to take a sidebar uh, and just tell somebody uh, you need to pray uh, hallelujah this is not a time uh, to seek for entertainment uh, this is a time uh, to get in the will of God uh, because there are criti there's critical decisions uh, that need to be made uh, and we need to stay before God uh, like we never have before uh, we need to ask God uh, to help us uh, to help us get through through this uh, to give us the strength uh, to withstand uh, the attacks of the enemy and so there's this statement that Jesus makes that suggests that his flesh in a moment it lets me know that uh, he did not want to do the will of God and so he says nevertheless not my will but thy will be done. 
Hallelujah. You've got to say to the enemy, you've got to say to yourself, not my will, but God's will be done in my life. Hallelujah. I said I'm saved. Hallelujah. Now I've got to prove that I'm saved because anything that we say, hallelujah, regarding the will of God is going to be tried. It's going to be tested. It's going to come under attack of the enemy. And so you have to be persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God and it comes through prayer it comes through you making the necessary adjustments and changes to adapt and adopt what the will of God is more than your will I'm going to submit my will to your will Jesus says I really don't want to but I'm going to because sometimes the greatest blessing comes when you go along with God hallelujah and do contrary to what your flesh wants to do, what your flesh is crying out to do, glory to God, just so God can be glorified. Sometimes you have to do it just because God asked you to do it. You can't figure it all out. You can't analyze it. Every now and then, you just have to say, yes, Lord. I don't see it. I don't understand it. Quite frankly, I don't like it, but because you said. The end result will be a blessing just because you did what God said do. You didn't want to, but you did it anyway. See, somebody here is in a struggle right now, in a tug of war with God hallelujah and you're uh, uh, and you're subjecting yourself is going to be able to determine whether God's get the, God gets the glory or he doesn't Jesus is faced with something that goes farther than just being delivered over into the hands of the Jews he knows that he has the power to be delivered how do I know he has the power to, to be delivered? Because when he was standing there in front of Pilate, he told Pilate, no man takes my life. I lay it down freely. And if I lay it down, I've got the power to pick it back up. And so it wasn't that he didn't have power. Because the battle was not fleshly. The battle was spiritual. And you know most of the things that you're going through in your life are not about human beings. It's not about Satan trying to take your stuff. It's not about that for the most part at all. He might use that to get you off track, but that's not what it's really all about. What it's really all about is Satan trying to crush your spirit. Satan trying to kill the gift that's in you because he realized it's going to work against him. He wants you to operate in the flesh so you won't do the will of the Lord. He wants you to abort your future. Render you impotent. Because Satan's heard. The word is out on you. That there's an anointing on your life. There's a gift. There's a call up on your life. 
and Satan's heard about it. Satan's caught a glimpse of what God wants to do in your life. He has already seen the commercial, hallelujah, and read the scripture that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts, hallelujah, men, the things that God has in store for you. And so the enemy is hoping that he can get you to abort all of that with a wrong decision. This is not about folk trying to hold you back. Not about folk trying to get ahead of you and not wanting you to get ahead. It's not about uh, houses and cars and rubies and diamonds and silver and gold and stuff. The devil's not interested in that. Satan is trying to kill your spirit. The enemy wants to take you out of action. Destroy your vision. He wants to fill you. With, with carnal stuff so that you won't be spiritually minded. This is about the devil trying to keep you from being, uh, hallelujah, the, 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 the person that you have been ordained to be before the foundation of the world. And you need to tell somebody, encourage somebody, hallelujah. If you can't encourage somebody else, encourage your own self and tell your own self, this is a battle that I can't afford to lose. Everything hangs in the balance and I've got to make the right decision. And you can't walk away from this battle. You can't turn your back on this. You can't give Glory to God, into the enemy's demands. Not this time, because this battle leads, this battle becomes the doorway of everything that you have wanted God uh, to do in your life. And sometimes uh, what the law will allow, uh, he will allow the most terrible, fiercest thing uh, to come upon you uh, in hopes that you are going to make the right decision uh, so that he can begin to pour out his blessing on you. Uh, so would you just tell somebody, uh, keep fighting the good fight of faith. This is not a time to be looking down. This is a time to be looking up. If I can just borrow the phrase, glory to God, that we use right here at Tabernacle of Praise and tell somebody there will be glory after this. Hallelujah. There will be a blessing after this. There will be victory after this. An anointing after this. Healing after this. Uh, a breakthrough uh, after this. Uh, shout and tell somebody uh, after this. After this. I won't have to cry no more. After this. I won't have to worry. There won't be sleepless nights after this. Evan Hawkins used to sing a uh, a song long time ago and I'm closing it says hold on old soldier hallelujah those that know something about soldiering just hold on old soldier don't you ever give up don't you ever give in hallelujah just hang on in there hang on in there where the Lord says that weeping may endure for the night but joy 
is coming in the morning. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, walk and not faint. The word of the Lord says for us to be encouraged. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't quit. Hallelujah. This is not the time to throw in the towel. This is the time to hang on. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because in due season, hallelujah, after this is all over, Hallelujah. After the rain is gone and after the clouds have given way to the sun, there shall be glory. And so, so you need not to lose this battle. We praise God for Jesus that he didn't lose. He went through. Scripture says, man, that he withstood the criticism. He withstood the shaming. He endured the cross. Hallelujah. He allowed himself to be buried in a grave. But on the third day, he got up with all power in his hand. And it says now he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to pray for someone this morning. I want to pray that God will give you the wisdom, give you the strength to make the right decision. To make the decision to do God's will in spite of the desire that you have to do your will. Word of the Lord says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. And so we want to pray for you that the wisdom of God would prevail. That you would subject yourself to the wisdom of God. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. I'm going to ask you to pray with me on this morning. If you're here in the sanctuary, I'm going to ask you to stand. I want to pray decisions that we have to make not just our lives but others lives hinge on this decision and we realize that we need the spirit of almighty God to help us in this hour with bowed heads precious father we honor you and we thank you Lord Jesus God we come before you and we praise you because you're the high priest that we can come to where we can cast all of our cares on you we realize Lord that we're faced with an insurmountable task we're being troubled on every side we're being threatened but we realize Lord that your wisdom is the wisdom that we need in order to get through this most difficult time. God, I pray right now that you would give somebody that's listening on the sound of my voice and watching, give them the intestinal fortitude to keep going, 
to hold on to you. They're being tested. Their flesh is groping. God, but I pray that the Spirit of God would raise up a standard against the enemy right now. God, that you would enable them, oh God, to maintain their integrity. Hold on to their faith. Hold fast to what they believe in so that you ultimately might be glorified. That not only they, but those, oh God, that they're connected to would be blessed by this decision. God, we realize that you're the only wise God. Hallelujah. Our wisdom doesn't compare to yours. You have an all-seeing eye. You see further down the road than we do. So we're asking you, Lord, to take control. Touch our hearts. Touch our minds, Lord. In the name of Jesus, come through for us, God. We're asking you to pull us through this. In the name of Jesus. God, so that we might come out on the other side. Hallelujah. Healed and delivered. So that we might come out on the other side blessed and set free. In Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we're thanking you. We're thanking you in advance, God, for what it is that you're going to do. Hallelujah. We realize that we're troubled on every side. Hallelujah. But we don't distress over it because we have a high priest who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. And a God that's able to help us. God, we're asking you to come through. Come through like you haven't ever come through before. God, and we'll give you glory. We'll give your name glory. We'll give your name the honor. God, we'll give you the praise. Lord, while I stand here, there might be someone that has not yet made the decision to live for you. But God, they want to make that decision now, and they're not sure exactly how to do it. But I pray, God, that you would enable them to just pray this simple prayer with me. It's not hard. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And so I just ask you, if you're that person, that you would repeat after me these words. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me and that you were buried. God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart and I receive you into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. And I thank you now. My brother, my sister, if you prayed that prayer, you believe in your heart, you've confessed with your mouth, hallelujah, you are saved. Hallelujah. To confirm that, 1 John says, 1 John 4 and 4, greater is he that's in you, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, than he that is in the world. I encourage you on today to get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Spirit-filled church. I just believe that God will take you to higher heights, to deeper depths. If you're in our area and you don't have a church home, we invite you, certainly, oh God, to call us. God, we, I want to talk to you. You can reach us at 
1-800-273-3867. We would love to have the privilege and opportunity of being able to serve you. We want to thank you for this time. Thank you for the spirit that's in this place. And certainly we believe that it has made its way through the, through the, through the skyways and the byways and the airways, even into your home, that you might be encouraged, hallelujah, to hold on to God and certainly get through this very critical time. With uplifted hands. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.